What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Life of Pi. Today, we got for you episode 28. I'm riding solo today, so it's going to be a little bit shorter than the last few. But today, I want to talk about the uh, Woodstock documentary, 99 Woodstock. Just came out on HBO Max a few weeks ago. So if you guys haven't seen this, this is incredible. I remember when this actually went down. I think I was came out 99, so I think I was like 12 or 13 when this happened. So I remember like just seeing like the things I remember from being 12 is just seeing like the news channels show like people throwing mud and fire and like the police showing up. But like this kind of gives you the whole background sense of kind of what happened. So I thought this was pretty cool. Like they talked about how like the guys who helped set up the original Woodstock did this and they actually held this on a, basically an, an abandoned Air Force base in upper New York State, which I didn't know either. I thought it was like the same place as the original one. So I was dead wrong. But um, but yeah, these guys just they, they reorganized it and set it up again. But this time, like they had a it, it was a weirder time. I don't know. It was a weird time in America, I guess. Like, if you really think about it, I mean, it was 1999. So Clinton was getting impeached. Then you had you had your whole Monica Lewinsky scandal going on. The Internet was just becoming a thing. Cell phones were just starting to trickle out. Um, and you had like a new era of music, almost like angry rock rap you know with you know you had a band like limp biscuit who was absolutely huge in the 90s and early 2000s you know it had bands like corn that blew up in the 90s and the chili peppers and and bands like that and and i don't know it was and i guess like if you think about it, it was a it was set up for failure like they said in the documentary like you had basically a bunch of angry music angry music i guess what you, they want to call angry rock and you have a bunch of 20 year olds not knowing what to do with their kind of like you know in their early stage of trying to figure out life and you put them all in an overcrowded area the temperatures are like 100 and like 405 degrees something like that every day they were there and like i guess they ran out of uh i guess like the porta potties filled up after like by like saturday so like i'll call him a co-worker he was actually there and he was like in his i think like right up he's like right after graduate high school he was there. He said it was just pure chaos from like the jump, pretty much. He goes the the he goes the music was awesome. He goes, but it was just so hot. There's so many people, and then on top of that, like people just ran out of money to like buy stuff, which is you know. And so you put like the mixture of drugs and alcohol together with heat and dehydration and and everything. Like I said the poor pies filled up after like a day and a half. And then like people are trying to use the showers. Then you have dudes like trying to like grope and molest these women through the showers. And like, I guess like the shower stopped working after like by like Saturday too. And this went like Friday through Sunday. And, um, I guess it just got bad real early. I guess like they're saying like at the gates, like these dudes were like not letting anybody bring any of their coolers in or anything. Like they barely get their tents in. So people have like, they really just have what they're wearing on their backs for three days, pretty much. And then like people ran out of money and they, and people are losing people because of the crowds and you had to call self. You, you, you couldn't really call cell phones. Nobody had any. So you're calling pay phones. There was like a missing person's booth that they had. And I guess they were charging like $4 for a bottle of water back in 99. So you can imagine what the inflation would be now. You know, we you know how it is at sporting events and everything. And like my boss was and like well not my boss, I guess like the coworker, I would say. Um, 
he was telling me, I guess they were charging $15 for a bag of ice. $15 for a bag of ice. You think something like a water essentials, you wouldn't try and price gouge these kids. And it's just like, so your, your toilets are backed up. People are hot, dehydrated. You're out of money because I guess the ATMs ran out of money by Saturday also. So basically, it just built up over Friday and Saturday. And it just, and you know, as everybody knows, all hell broke loose. And they had, didn't have enough security. And I guess like security guards were letting people bring in drugs. People were like giving them money to let them bring in drugs and stuff. And security guards were just taking money and just... You know, just taking as a tip, basically, and letting people come in with drugs, but you couldn't bring in water. And then, like, I guess, like, they're talking about how it got at the end of the day that, it, like, towards, like, the end of, like, Saturday into Sunday, like, security guards, it started to get so bad. Security guards literally just, like, turned their shirts inside out, got rid of their badges, and just blend into the crowds. They had, like, no security, no police enforcement. And it's, it's just a recipe for disaster. And then again, you have like all these people again in the heat and the mixture of all that. And just, it, it was a recipe for disaster. And again, I was super young when this happened, just like learning all this stuff, like all this mixture and combination of things. It was just, it was bound to boil over. Then you have bands come out there like Limp Biscuit, who I personally think I like, I loved Limp Biscuit back in the day. Like Biscuit and Corn, the Chili Peppers. I mean, you had like, for, for example, uh, I think it was Saturday night. You had they talked about how you had Limp Bizkit, Corn, Rage Against the Machine, and Metallica all in a row, and then you had I think Alanis Morissette or Jewel up there to break it up to like try and calm everybody down. But at that point, everybody was just amped up and they didn't want to hear all that. And like that's like people like they show people start throwing cups and stuff onto the stage and everything Friday and Saturday, and then after like and then again people are like then it goes back to like Friday and Saturday when like. The toilets stopped working because, like, they were too full. They couldn't, they had no way to, to unplug them or unfill them. People just broke water lines and then to try and, like, wash themselves off because they ran out of water and didn't have any money because ATMs were out. And so, basically, people were throwing mud at each other and running around jumping in mud. But then you find out that these people were actually just, like, jumping around, like, feces and, like, urine and, like, throwing mud and urine at each other. I mean, not mud, but crap and, and, and piss at each other, like. It's like how people didn't get more diseases is just like, it, it's, it's insane. And it's like in these owners, and then you have like, there's a whole like thing where like they basically people just walk around butt naked too, which I thought was like pretty wild. Cause I've never been to music. I've been to one, one music festival and that was like years ago down in Memphis. And it was like a, it wasn't anything like this. Let's put it that way. And like these girls are just walking around naked. These dudes are walking around naked, I guess, like in like the crowds and audiences, like these girls are getting like groped and like molested. I guess there was like several rapes and like, so basically these drunk a-holes, we'll call them. These dudes are like, just like taking advantage of them. And people, and these like some of these guys at the interview are like blaming the females and stuff. And I'm like, how are you going to blame the females for this? Like be a man, be an adult. Like that's, that's not okay under any circumstance whatsoever just to try and take advantage of somebody because they're drunk and wasted or on drugs or whatever like i'm sorry like that's not okay and like the people that like that they're talking about this and they interviewed him like some of these dudes you could tell were just freaking morons and they didn't they, 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 they did anything wrong and it's like some of these women came out and talked about how they were getting groped and less and dudes were trying to like rape them and stuff and it's just like it's just it was it was like it just like, it just seemed like pure anarchy and like my coworker said he goes after like day one he goes it wasn't even like 
fun. He goes, it was just like, I don't know. He, it was just the way he said, he, he goes, he was just hot and miserable. Everybody was just angry the whole, all, the whole time. Because like you said, you couldn't get anything to eat or drink because you ran out of money. And I guess they did too because they, they figured, you know, they're like 17, 18 year olds all right out of high school. They didn't really think about, you know, needing to use an ATM and all that. And, and it's just, and then like the owners, the people that set everything up, they didn't really, they, they showed them like having press conferences and stuff. And then they talk about how like, Oh, it's, you know, help us out. Like, one guy asked him, why don't you get more security and this and that? And the guy goes, and the guy, like, starts yelling at this guy, telling him to get more security in here. He goes, he goes, well, how about you stop, you know, yelling at me about come up here and help me. Come help me. And it's like, dude, you got a plan for this stuff. That's not on someone else to come in and save your ass because you didn't plan accordingly. And it's like, so basically people were just like, they showed, like, people were just walking on garbage and piss and shit. Basically after, by Friday night, Friday and Saturday night. And it's like people just, and then at that point, like midway through Saturday, I guess, like people, they show like people just started breaking, like, like these, like they built like this, like mile, a couple mile wide, couple mile long um, fence around the perimeter. And like, it was like peace and love and everything. They kind of had the original Woodstock. And these people, I guess, like these young kids and just, and some adults just absolutely just like destroyed it. And then of course, like this leads to the whole you know, fire stuff that happened Sunday night, which was the, the very famous thing. And they even talked about how, like, they even had, like, Moby on there. Like, we all remember Moby. Well, I do, because I'm 34. But I remember him, his end of his era, running around doing stuff. And I guess he came out and played a six. I guess they had, um, they had, like, almost like a um, an EDC night at the end of the night. So, like, they had music going 24 hours a day. So, they were talking about, people were even saying, like, it's a recipe for disaster that, you're just gonna have music going, 24 hours a day. There's no, there's no time for people to calm down. It's just that constant high. People need time to calm down from the constant high. And I guess like, they talked about Moby was like, we played a set, and like he goes, we were there to, we were prepared to stay all weekend, just like hang out. He goes, we looked out, we saw in our, we saw in the crowd that like, it was just like angry individuals. Just he goes, this wasn't like our normal crowd. He goes, so we literally got, they literally got in their trucks, and just like took off. Which is, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, this whole thing, like, it was just like, I know I'm missing, like, a lot of stuff with with the whole documentary. Saying, if you guys haven't seen this, definitely check it out. It's very well done. Very well done. I think it's only, like, an hour and ten minutes. It's not It's not very long, but it's really, really good. They interview some of the people that were, some people that were concert goers, some musicians, uh, people that started it up, and they gave a little background information on the original Woodstock and everything, and... And like this, actually, I didn't know this this to be true, but I guess like this happened before like Coachella was even a thing. I guess Coachella came out the next year, I believe is what they said. But yeah, I guess like some of the artists, they just like left because they they get sense like the crowd was just angry. And then like, of course, like Sunday, you, you people get up, they're hot, sweaty, covered in piss and shit and high on drugs and dehydrated. And, and you know, this like these people are giving out candy. I mean, not candy, candles for um, candle like a visual. I forget what it was for offhand. I forgot to write that down. They were supposed to have a candlelight visual, which turned into like a charity trying to do something nice for uh, a charity organization, as I just said. Then all of a sudden, like fires just start on Sunday night. Fires just start breaking out all over the place. And like, you, and everybody's seen, you've seen that for most people have seen the footage of this. It's just crazy. And I remember, and then like they even showed like the guy that was running all this. He went out and talked to the Chili Peppers to try and like he did the same thing with Limp Biscuit, went up to Limp Biscuit, and told them to try and like calm the crowd down when like this their job is to amp the crowd up and like 
this is gonna go back a little bit. Like I think it was like Saturday Night Limp Bizkit played, and like that they're trying to blame like Limp Bizkit and Corn Rage Against the Machine for all the destruction and like all that. And they're trying to blame the musicians. Musicians are literally doing what they're paid to do. They're entertaining. It's not their fault, in my opinion, that these kids and these twenty-year-olds and their thirty-year-olds or whatever are like just like not disciplined and can't control themselves and are just angry and pissed off at the world and yeah i get there's mu angry music but like i've listened to angry music before i've never wanted to go out and break stuff and destroy property even when i've been way too much to drink and everything on top of that and it's just and, and to blame the musicians to me is like such a freaking cop out like they're entertainers they're entertainers sure they might have egged on the crowd a little bit but you know what it's just, again, it's part of their show. It's a show. So for them to blame the entertainers for that is just like, to me, is like, it's bullshit, in my opinion. It's bullshit. And again, they, they talked about how, like, they showed, like, the one guy who ran it went out and talked to the Jilly Peppers um, lead singer. I forget his name again. I'm sorry. They actually show him out there talking to him. He goes, you know, hey, you need to, like, try and calm down because you see the fire's coming up. So what do they do? They play Jimi Hendrix fire. <laughs> the fire. Jimi Hendrix fire. It's just like, Come on, baby, light my fire. Oh, no, that's that, that's that's the doors. Never mind. Disregard that. But yeah, they played a Jimi Hendrix song, Fire, and like, oh my God, which to me I thought was freaking hilarious. And then like it just showed these kids just like basically just overrunning the like all the booths that had like the food and the merchandise. Like they basically just broke into like trucks and just started stealing water and food and stuff because they were starving. It was just pure anarchy. And at that point, like, they had to call in, like, hundreds of cops because they didn't have anybody else to help because security just kind of joined the crowd <laughs> and they had no one to help them. So it's just like... It, it just it would turn to a pure anarchy, which and it was just it was nuts to see it from that perspective, just like record a documentary footage. And I guess like these guys try to do it again, like a few years ago. And like people were just like, no, we're not doing that again. And again, and then, then you have the whole MTV thing. This was sponsored kind of run by MTV and MTV was huge back then. If you think about it, if you remember it, if you're around my age, I'm 34. So if you remember that, like. You had like Carson Daly and TRL like ramping these videos up, and all the other guys like Kurt Lauder, who was on there, one their one their VJs as they called them, and then they said he sounded he sounded like a like a war reporter, which he kind of did. He sounded made it sound he kind of added fuel to the fire, but people didn't like at that point. Like TRL was huge, and it was like it was a lot of like pop music, like the Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, and sync stuff like that, and so you had bands like Limp Bizkit. And like Metallica and like Rage Against the Machine and Corn and stuff that weren't getting the same play and recognition that like these pop music were. So people were pissed about that. And so basically, I guess like MTV got like basically run off. So like MTV just like packed her crap up and went on like I think Saturday or su Saturday night or Sunday afternoon. Like there's a lot of video footage of like I remember like watching it live, like people throwing beer bottles and cups and stuff at Carson Daly. While he's doing like a report live from there, like I remember watching this on TV as a kid when I think I was like twelve or thirteen when this happened. It was it was just crazy to see that. And it was just so it was just an and then like and Saturday Sunday night happens and like these kids are just burning literally anything they get their hands on and and like I mean they're burning speakers, they're 
pieces of plywood, they're burning metal poles, food, and it's just like, they showed like the aftermath. I guess it took them a couple weeks to clean it up, and it was just like, and I guess they didn't make it, and they said they didn't make very much money off it either, because a lot of people left, they ran out of money, couldn't spend money, and it was just, it was chaos, man. It was, it, again, if you guys haven't seen, like, you again, I know I've said this a couple times, please go check this out. It's, I'm not trying to be home, or I'm not getting paid by HBO Max or anything like that. I just, that was a really cool music documentary. Like, there's a lot of cool, like, concert footage, too. Like, there's some really cool concerts you could see part bits and pieces of. You know, you get to see Corn like, back in, like, the night. You get to see Corn and Metallica, Limp Bizkit, like, bands like Rage Against the Machine and Lance Morissette and Jewel and, you know, stuff like those bands from, like, those those rock and some earlier bands or musicians from back in the 90s when they were, like, you know, huge and have their big hits and stuff. I mean, you know, some of those bands still do today, too. Again, go check it out. I mean, there's a lot of cool footage, a lot of cool interviews. I just kind of skimmed over basically what I remember from watching it. I think it's really cool. I do have some cool announcements coming up. That's kind of the end of my rant for that. But I do have some announcements real quick. I am in the process of getting some uh, some shirts made. So those will be up on our website, lifeofpie.org. Hopefully, I'm hoping here in the next month or so, I can get those in and start getting those out to you guys. And I did get some stickers in, so I'm going to start, you know, getting some stickers online. People want people want to get a hold of some stickers and stuff like that. Again, I do got some, I am work, working on booking some more guests. I do have um, a very cool guest coming on next week, Miss Becca Gramulia. She is the owner, operator, and founder of Bringer of Joy Company. It's very cool. It's all about it's all about like adoption, like um, products and stuff. I don't want to like butcher it, so I'll just leave it there because I know she listens. So I've known Becky for, gosh, 15, 16, 17 years now. She's been one of my best friends for a super long time. We have some of the most ridiculous conversations. We talk pretty much every single day. So when she comes on, it's gonna be really fun. She's gonna be on next week. I don't know what day yet, but we're gonna get her on here next week. And so I want you guys to stay, stay tuned for that because she's got, like I said, she'll talk more about her business and kind of how she got started. So it's a really cool cause. It's really cool what she's doing. Again, she's she's been off and running with this. She started this on her own, and it's been a wild ride for her, especially all the COVID stuff. But she's still trucking along. And I mean, I don't know how she does it sometimes. So shout out to Becky. I know you're working hard, and I'm looking forward to our time next week. And, you know, again, if you guys hear this and you want to get a hold of me, you want to come on and talk about a topic or whatever, please just, like, just message me on the website. There's links to email me on the website, lifeofpie.org. Just follow the links. It's on there. You can also find me on Instagram, lifeofpie. Just look for the little beer mug with the handles. I'm also on Twitter, lifeofpie. I have a Facebook page, lifeofpie. So there's no excuse not to get a hold of me. And, again, um... I appreciate everybody who listens. I thank you all for for listening thus far. And again, I have I'm working on booking some cool new guests, some first time guests. And that's all I got for you guys tonight. And until next time, be good. And I hope you've enjoyed this slice of pie.